I'm Emily Swinford, and with some help from my friend, Todd Studer at Todd Studer Productions, you are listening to Emily Sells Iowa, the podcast. Join me, my colleagues, clients, and friends as we discuss real-life real estate. Please note that the opinions and content of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, any realtor associations, or any other persons or entities. If your property is listed with a real estate broker, please know that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. If you're interested in buying or selling properties, what is happening in your community, or what's new in the real estate world, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. I'm Todd Studer. Joining us in studio today, Emily Swinford with Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group, offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, I love seeing you in the mornings, and I also love seeing you when you bring guests in, which you've done today. I did. I'm really excited about today because I think I, I kind of always say this, but I think I'll learn a few things today as well. So today I brought Nate Yeager. Uh, he is with Green Title, and he's going to kind of talk to us about all things title insurance. And like I said, I'll probably learn a couple things too, but I'll kind of let Nate um, take the lead and explain to us kind of how he got into this, what he does, what green title is, and then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of actual title insurance and what that is. First off, Nate, thank you very much for coming in. I understand you haven't really done anything like this before. Yeah, I haven't. This is the first time. You know, I've listened to a few podcasts and so you guys have a pretty professional operation here going that I See, so appreciate that. It's it's, uh, just what I see on the movies, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Let Let's begin with what your role is at Green Title and Escrow. Yeah. So uh, again, my name is Nate Yeager. I uh, am the manager over at Green Title and Escrow. Uh, So we're a title company, uh, handle title insurance, uh, escrow services. Uh, Essentially, uh, just simply, we are uh, uh, basically the entity that closes real estate transactions for everybody, so simply put. So our main office is over in Omaha. We do service uh, Council Bluffs, uh, basically all of Iowa. We're affiliated with Better Homes Gardens, so we have offices uh, that we can utilize uh, with them. So we're kind of all over the place over here. So, Well, we're here specifically to talk about title insurance today, right? Yes, title insurance and escrow. So I don't know that a lot of, I think people are used to hearing those words, but I don't know that a lot of people actually know what the product is itself or what escrow means. So I guess, what is the basic definition of title insurance? The who, what, where, when, why, and how? Yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of one of the things about title insurance that's Kind of a good thing in a sense is that not a lot of people know exactly what it is. Even as a consumer, somebody who's never bought a house, they've probably never even heard of title insurance. In a sense, we kind of fly under the radar. However, title companies and title insurance, they play a very important role, whether it be through a home purchase or refinance. We're basically kind of the backbone of that transaction. Simply put, title insurance, you know, the best way that I can explain it to people. So if you're a buyer and you go into a purchase agreement with a seller to purchase real estate, quite simply, we are there to make sure that one, the seller who's trying to sell that piece of real estate is and has the authority to sell the property and we make sure that everything gets transferred over to that purchaser free and clear and they're not going to have any issues on that piece once that real estate transaction closes the title insurance product that we have uh, is going to insure and provide a policy to that purchaser if there's anybody that comes back after closing to try to gain an interest in the property that's where that buyer would have somebody in their corner to help protect them in their final inve- uh, financial investment in that property. 
Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but here's how I explain it to my buyers and sellers. <laughs> and I'm, I hope I'm not way off here because I've been saying the same thing now for a long time. Uh, but usually I think people can relate it to like when they buy a car. So most people have bought a car prior to ever buying real estate. And so I'll say just like when you buy a car, you have to transfer the title of that property and you have to make sure that there's no liens on it. So the person that owned the car before you has to have all of their loans paid off um, so that you can buy it free and clear. So I kind of relate it to that type of transaction because I think most people can relate to it. So it's much more complex, I would venture to say, when you're working in real estate. Um, But I know you guys cover a lot of other things too. So like say somebody buys a house and then a month later uh, something comes back and there was a, a lien that suddenly attaches to it that that we were unaware of. How does that work like in the title insurance world? Yeah. And uh, that's kind of one of the things that we get quite a bit is, you know, uh, I think as a consumer, a lot of times people refer to title insurance. They think of the way like the car title piece works. And so a lot of times, you know, when somebody buys a vehicle, uh, if it's a cash purchase, you know, they get a title signed over to them from the seller. Uh, in some instances, if they have to finance the transaction, the title actually stays with the lender until the loan's paid off, and then the bank will send the person the car title. In real estate, um, that's transferred with a deed. And so anytime uh, real estate's transferred, a seller assigns a deed to that buyer, um, and that gets recorded in the public record in that specific county. Um, So every sort of real estate transaction, the records for that uh, will be of public record in that county. And uh, so one of the things that title insurance covers is when we get that purchase agreement, a title company is going to take that. They're going to see, okay, what address are we working with? What legal description are we working with? Who signed the contract as the seller? Who signed the contract as the buyer? And that title company is going to go search in that county uh, to see what is recorded against that property. And they're going to go back from seller to seller to seller, uh, see what liens are out there, and they're going to produce a title commitment that's going to say, uh, okay, here is who we see who is entitled, here are what liens are out there, and then here are requirements that we need to do to get that property cleared up free and clear and get transferred to that buyer. So part of the what title insurance protects, kind of going to your question, how I kind of explain it to people is when somebody owns real estate, that's one of their biggest assets that they own. And so they have some money tied up into that asset. And so the way the laws and statutes for states uh, and counties are out there, if somebody owes money to somebody else, a creditor, whether it be through a judgment, uh, maybe somebody doesn't pay their income taxes, so the IRS, we have banks and lenders that they may owe money to. So that asset of theirs is subject to that payment to those entities. So as a title company, not only are we searching the public records, but a lot of times, or in all times, we're searching names and we're seeing, okay, does our seller have something out there that may be in a divorce? Do they maybe owe money against somebody where a court ordered a judgment against that person? Do they owe back taxes? So all of that gets searched by a title company and we make sure that all of that gets paid off before a closing can even occur. Okay, gotcha. So it's it's more of the work before the closing and not so much after the closing, typically. Correct. Okay. Yep. yep. So then, um, so that's kind of title insurance in a nutshell. So I guess I think escrow is a very common word too that people hear, and it takes on different meaning, meanings depending on um, 
who you're talking to, whether it's a lender or the real estate agent or the title company. So what does that mean in your world? Yeah, kind of funny story. So uh, I got into title insurance like in 2010, 11. And so there's not really, I would say, a school for title insurance. Like people mm-hmm. just don't go to college to to <laughs> be a title insurance agent. You didn't dream um, of doing this when no, you were a I, young child. I had, <laughs> you know, I had no idea. Uh, one of my good friends growing up, um, his family owns a title company, uh, which has been around for um, hundreds of years. And he would talk about it a little bit. And I was like, I don't even know what you're saying, man. Sorry. <laughs> so when I first applied for my first job, part of it the question was, you know, do you know what we do and, and what is what is title and escrow? And what I told them was, well, an escrow account is where uh, people pay taxes and insurance, which that is somewhat correct. But from a title insurance company perspective, like that's completely wrong. Right. So somehow I got hired initially on that <laughs> interview. Um, but escrow piece of it. So there's kind of two products, title, which I kind of explained. And then we have an escrow and the escrow portion is essentially uh, handling the settlement between a buyer and seller in the terms of their purchase agreement. So we are the designated third party. We're not necessarily representing the buyer, the seller, or a lender in a transaction. We're basically just doing what's written out and agreed to um, and putting that on paper through like a closing statement. And so through a real estate transaction, we take in all the money and we then pay out all the money. So we need to have kind of written instructions on how to do that. We prepare closing statements. And so, you know, we're taking the purchase price, whatever fees are associated with it, whatever needs to be prorated, real estate taxes, homeowner association dues. Uh, So all of that gets handled by the closing agent. And that's what we're responsible for in that case. So basically closing is when you're closing out that escrow account and all the money coming in balances with all the money that's going out. Yep. Correct? That's exactly right. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, any like, crazy stories that you have for us? Ooh, there's all kinds of crazy stories that happen in our world. <laughs> so I kind of have two. I have one story that's kind of sad and one story that is just kind of crazy and like, how the heck did that even happen? So I'll start with that one first, but I handled a closing one time where we got a purchase agreement where a buyer was going to purchase a duplex. And so there's one duplex on one side, and then there was another duplex that's owned by somebody else. And so a lot of times with the duplex, there's going to be a lot one and a lot two where the property line basically goes right down the middle of the property and the duplex. So one side owns lot one, one side owns lot two. So we get this purchase agreement in, we do the title search, and the buyer uh, actually wanted to have a plot plan done by a survey company. So the surveyor goes out there, and we get a call from him, and he's like, you know, this sums off about this property. This What you're giving me as far as the legal description and the property address isn't quite matching up. Um, so typically what real estate agents will do is when they list a property, they'll go to the county assessor's website, they'll get the property address, they'll get the legal description, and they'll kind of use that for their listing, and then they'll eventually use that for all the purchase agreement stuff. Well, at some point in time, the county made a mistake on that website, and they ended up switching the addresses connected to lots one and lots two. So it was showing as an address as lot one and an address as lot two, but they switched the addresses. So when that agent went to list the property, they got the address, pulled lot one, did it on the purchase agreement, and that's how they ended up doing the transaction. 
So the problem, though, is that this happened two or three times before our transaction and nobody caught it. So what happened is they do the deal, uh, use the legal description. The person moves into the house, which they thought they bought lot one. However, in reality, they actually are living in lot two, but they bought oh lot God. one. So these people were living in each other's duplexes. <laughs> that is wild. Yes. So imagine the call we had to make to the neighbors ex- trying to explain like, you're, you're not living in the right side of the duplex. Your property is actually the other one. So um, how do you fix something like this? Well, so after some back and forth, basically what had to happen is the seller and the neighbor had to do deeds to each other to basically swap properties. What was the pain was that I think one property was owned free and clear and the other property had a lien by like Wells Fargo, like for a mortgage. And so we had to work with Wells Fargo because they had a lien on that property and they had to switch their lien to back to the right property. So it was a crazy story. I think it ended up being delayed a little bit, but that's just one like, how does that even happen? Yeah, this sounds like job security, (laughs) if anything Right, for sure. Um, the other one was uh, uh, we had a purchase agreement come through in which we have a gentleman that was looking to sell his property, and it was kind of a for sale by owner purchase agreement. And so we get the contract and do the title search. And through our title search, we see that this guy who's trying to sell this property that he's owned forever doesn't own it. And so we're like, oh, no, this this is not going to be good. So what had happened was, um, which you've probably heard of this, is so if somebody doesn't pay their real estate taxes, the county will actually obviously want their money. And so they end up taking the tax bill and they'll sell it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So usually that actually is the first Monday in March in Nebraska. So that's coming up here soon. Um, But but, uh, so somebody can purchase that real estate tax bill. And so... As long as that homeowner does not pay their taxes, that person can keep buying that tax bill year after year after year. And so after three years, that person that owns that tax bill actually has the ability to go through a foreclosure process to get a deed from the treasurer to now own that property. So in this particular case, this guy was, he was actually living in Florida and for whatever reason, I guess he may not have known he wasn't paying his taxes. He never got any notices, anything like that. Um, and so through the tax sale, um, somebody foreclosed and took his property from him. And he had like no idea. Wow. And so that's a tough call to make. And obviously that doesn't happen very often. But that's just one like where you don't, you, you don't in, intend to you don't think you're, that's going to happen, like doing our job where no. you have to make that call. Todd, Todd and I talk <laughs> a lot about what goes on behind the scenes and how much more there is to it um, that people don't necessarily see in the real estate world, especially uh, once you are under contract. And I think yeah. title world is foreign to so many people, but um, I really appreciate working with you and with Green Title, coming to Better Homes and getting to know Green Title and getting Green Title to where they could up and do business in Iowa. It's been uh, really awesome. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate how smooth things go yeah. when we are working with you guys. Yeah. It's uh, you guys down here in kind of Southwest Iowa in your area, you guys are, are doing awesome. And I understand. Are you adding kind of to your team too a little bit? Is yep. that kind of the plan? Yeah, we are. So we've just really started building. So we have, uh, there's five of six of us now total, um, four agents, uh, 
full-time operations manager, uh, showing assistant, and um, hopefully we'll continue to grow. But it's been really, really great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So Iowa has a lot of cool properties over here. Very cool. Yeah, lots of acreages, rural, barn dominiums, all that. I know you have it in Nebraska too, but it just seems a little more rural once you get over on this side of the river. But well, thanks for being here today, Nate. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've learned a lot. This has been a lot of fun, and I always love the good stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, those kind of things don't happen on our our stuff, (laughs) but uh, it's just one of the things that we deal with. Nate Yeager is with Green Title and Escrow and Council Bluffs. The podcast is Emily Sells Iowa. Emily Swinford, a realtor with Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group, offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Thank you both for being part of the podcast today, and we thank you for listening to this episode. New episodes are released each week. So until next time, take care.